Welcome to another episode of Family Records. My name is Matt Rodolfi, and with me, as always, is my cousin in a new sweater. Not new. I just haven't worn it in a while. And what's the occasion? I realized I've been wearing exclusively the two Fat Tango sweatshirts <laughs> that I have. And it's like, I need to change it up. You need to bring a little something out. People start thinking you're obsessed. <laughs> I mean, this is where all my free time goes. Someone out there is like, man, that guy Blake in the office loves cats. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that's been a thought because nobody questions what Fat Tango Productions is. They just see me wearing a sweatshirt with a cat on it. <laughs> How you been doing, Blake? I haven't seen you in a, well, I guess in one week again. Yeah, that but too, because you weren't here. I wasn't here last weekend. I was here the weekend before, wasn't that's I? Fa- yeah. Yeah. So that's two weeks. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I've been wow. good. I've been busy. Yeah. Uh, I've <laughs> been getting, I feel like I've been putting in a lot more time and on stage. Yeah. It seems like it. It's funny. Cause I don't think I do any more or any more shows and mics and stuff than I normally do. I just, it's been taking a toll on me. It's been feeling a lot like a job, really a job I enjoy, but have you been more like, like a job than do, a hobby? Do you feel like you're hitting a flow on oh. like writing or something or oh, like for or sure. tweaking and understanding yeah. delivery? That's cool. It's it blows me away though that I can have stuff that I've spent hours working on and it'll still I can tell it in two different rooms and get two completely different responses. Huh. Like um this last week I did a show at Tommy T's and then I did an open mic in San Leandro at a dive bar the night after. I killed at Tommy T's. Then I went to this dive bar and got maybe a laugh with the same in, set. Uh I I brought a lot of new material to it but I retold some of the same jokes and they just it's didn't just dry, at huh? all. Yeah. Wow. It's like you said, a dive bar. They're not really there to no laugh. No. And it's, it's an open mic. I think the only non comedian in the bar was the bartender. Oh really? Yeah. So this is, so open mics at a dive bar is just a, them trying to fill up a Tuesday, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're like, Hey, who are a bunch of people who clearly have some issues? Comedians. And- <laughs> that's who. They'll come out here and just talk and buy drinks. <laughs> Pretty much. That's funny. That's uh, why the bartender <laughs> at Tipsy Lounge in San Leandro loves me. <laughs> you buy a lot of drinks. This dude buys whiskey. <laughs> Pretty much. You're like 15 bucks a glass. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, <laughs> it's an expensive hobby. <laughs> it is. I realized that when, we were, when I was in Boston with my dad, because like we would just go and he'd like order a glass of wine and be like, give me an old fashioned. Give me a whiskey or whatever. And the bill comes is like, yowza, I spent like freaking $58 on my three drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it'll get me. I, I've decided I can't drink whiskey at comedy clubs anymore. Yeah? Why is that? Because they mark everything up by like five bucks a drink. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Because like whiskey is normally like a, you know, in the six to $9 range at a yeah. bar. At a comedy club, it's like 12 to $16. Ooh. Yeah. Even at a bar, though, like, because I'll, I'll be out oh, it's somewhere. very inflated at a bar. Well, and you'll order something like, yeah, let me get a whiskey. And they'll be like, all right, well, we've got uh, Maker's Mark and Jameson. <laughs> like, and and th- that'll also be like Knob Creek. <laughs> you know, like all the oh, stuff dude. you don't want to drink. You're like, all right, give me ma- Maker's. And you're like, man, you charged me like nine bucks for this. <laughs> like, I can get the whole bottle for twice that much. <laughs> dude, I was at a uh, I was at my office Christmas party last weekend. 
and we went to debauchery, the um the new place in the Campo Debauchery building. Yeah, yeah. How was it, that? It was a lot of fun, dude. Axe throwing restaurant. is so much fun. Oh, they got axe throwing. Yeah. There. They get rid of the bocce courts? No, they still have so it's bocce, cornhole, uh axe throwing, foot pool, and shuffleboard. Foot pool? It's pool but with soccer balls. Should have guessed that. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we are in America, so it could have been footballs. <laughs> God, That's that'd funny. be a weird game. Foot but pool. uh no, like it's always funny to me the amount of time I spend in bars seeing whiskeys that we've tried out in the wild. Yeah. Debauchery had Angel's Envy. Oh, really? And it was like bosses buying the drinks, I'm having it. Hell yeah. Cuz it was it was a relatively pricey bottle yeah. from the liquor store. I will bet you that a single Angel's Envy was running like 15 bucks. At least. At least. At least, yeah. Might have been a $20 drink. <laughs> wow, that's wild. I saw that. I did oh, see so that. so good. I got All the so bars hammered. I went to with my dad, I did see that one one time in a bar. I was surprised. Yeah. Or not a bar. We were hitting like, you know, pubs and stuff. But I've seen writer's tears in a lot of bars just around the area. Hmm. I don't visit a lot of bars around the area. Yeah. I don't like masking. I, I wouldn't <laughs> if you could do comedy in like a Starbucks. Yeah, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Actually, that's not fair. There is a uh, there's a coffee shop somewhere. I can't remember where it is that does like a mid afternoon open mic. Huh. It's just a, it's it's an interesting Have yourself vibe. An espresso. Yeah. <laughs> Tell some comedy. That's funny. We were. Uh, I felt very fancy. Like I'll tell you what this this last weekend. It finally came into play all the knowledge I've been gaining on whiskey or like at least awareness of it mm -hmm. because like I'm sitting down. I went to a wedding, which is the whole reason I went down there. A friend of mine from drum corps and high school and life and stuff like that was getting married and they invited us. And so I was down there at the wedding, which a San Diego's no mandates, which is really, yeah, it was really no nice. Mask, no max, no vaccine mandates. No. So there was some, that's awesome. Cause I was literally staring at my vaccine card. Like, I don't want to bring this. Yeah. <laughs> I, where are you going in San Diego? Um, I don't remember exactly where the, uh, we're staying, but we're staying at a Airbnb on the beach. Well, San Diego County has no mandates. So, and there's no vax, uh, vaccine. like San Diego proper might. No, all the wedding was in San Diego proper. Really? I was like right next to SeaWorld and huh. didn't down there. A lot more employees were wearing masks. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because we went to like a restaurant stuff and only half the staff was masked up. So, um, so it's a lot more lax down there. It was a lot more lax. So I was That's like interesting. afraid that I was going to have to be masked for the wedding because it's like, ugh, we're going to a wedding in San Diego. I don't know how people are going to, you know, react to all that stuff. And, and sure enough, you just walk up and there was a, no masks anywhere. And like, finally I told someone, I was like, man, I was, thought I was going to have a mask. I was like, brought one. I'm being ready. And no one's making me wear a mask. And they like laughed at me. They're like, you brought a mask? I'm like, I live in the Bay Area. They're like, oh, yeah, that you know, makes sense. It's <laughs> so funny that you say that because almost everywhere I perform does not care. Really? Yeah. Like even even bars in like Oakland and San Mateo and San Jose, like like where you where you would think that mm -hmm. they would be real strict about that. Nah, they don't care. That's kind of nice, dude. Yeah, it's uh. I mean, especially a lot of like the dive bars in the East Bay and the South Bay, because there's, you know, there's small blue collar towns don't, like don't, Livermore. Don't say any names. They might get in trouble. 
<laughs> that's kind of how it was in Boston. Like you just go into an occasional store and they just didn't care and no yeah. one was masked. And you're like, all right, a lot more lax there than it was that I've seen here. But if you're seeing it yeah. around, that's kind of cool. I mean, like there, you know, I say that, but there are places that have vax mandates. Like I know at least one or two of the comedy clubs. Yeah. Does, you told me that you've run does. into that. Um, and like, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I actually got popped with my first, um, COVID-19 tag on social media. What the other day, mean? like, you know, when you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, it has the little exclamation point And they're like, for more information about COVID-19, visit oh, yeah, cdc.gov. Like under, under a yeah, post I, that has something to do with yeah. COVID, right? Yeah. I got my first one of those on, uh, on Instagram. Cause I shared the flyer for my show next week, or I guess this week at time. Of wow. Release. And just because and the, you shared a flyer. Well, I, the flyer says vaccine mandate oh, on it, or vaccine required on it. But yeah, so I got the, for more information about the COVID-19 vaccine, click here. <laughs> Is there anyone looking for more information at this point? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, <laughs> no. people, like, you got it or you don't. And if you do or you don't, I feel most people are aware enough to have made the decision yeah. by now. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing. It was a very different world down there. All these, all the, my very like progressive friends that are, that I thought were for sure going to be, you know, very much in favor of all this stuff are like. A lot of them that I used to know that I was worried about, like, have this attitude of, like, nah, it's dumb. It shouldn't mandate that stuff. I'm like, wow, that's kind of refreshing to hear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, I mean, I'll, I could say the same for, um, like, a lot of the comedians I hang out with. Like, there's a lot of very progressive comics, of course. We're in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. uh, this is, like, the heart of woke comedy. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but even a lot of those people are just like, yeah, I don't care. At this yeah. point, I'm done. <laughs> that's I think that's most people's attitudes at this point. I don't know. It was refreshing. I'll, I'll tell you that. I, I oh, we should. There's start still drinking. some humanity. Yeah, we should. Let's start our whiskey, and I'm going to finish that story I was starting to tell you because I just saw how melted our yeah ice is getting. I don't want to lose the flavor. So, what are we drinking? We are drinking Kings County Distillery plated bourbon, or no, peated bourbon. Peated. Sorry, I was reading from too far away. The E looked like an L. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, well, let's try it. All right, Kings Click. County. That's not far from here, is it? It is in New York City. Oh, that Kings County. Don't we have a Kings County here? I, I thought we had a King County. No, there's Kings County in Washington. That's where Seattle is. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. This ain't bad. Yeah. I did pull up their website. I We're kind of moving away from Getting reading the descriptions. But I did think this is funny. So Kings County Distillery is New York City's oldest, largest, and premier whiskey distillery. The first since Prohibition. Founded in 2010. <laughs> it's 11 years old. They're New York City's <laughs> oldest distillery. Since Prohibition. <laughs> wow. It's probably because, of, you know. I mean, well, yeah, there, there have been a lot of post-Prohibition alcohol laws. Yeah. There's still, like, holdover laws, like like we've talked about before. You need a ridiculously expensive permit in order to, to distill your own yeah. spirits for yourself. Yeah, it's wild. It's, yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Anyways, as I was starting to say that I was I was at the this wedding, talking to a lot of friends and old old acquaintances and stuff like that, and I we were sitting at a bar waiting to go to the reception after the ceremony, and I'm it's a weird thing because like this friend is a connection to my time in the music industry down there, right? Like mm -hmm. the marching band world or whatever, and that's uh, not the music I was industry at say all. Music industry, yeah, it's music and it's an industry. <laughs> okay, I guess. There. <laughs> Anyways, I was talking with Dave Grohl, 
And <laughs> <laughs> no, he, so there's like this, they're this bridge. They worked with me. It's not even just my buddy. I shouldn't say I said my buddy's wedding. His, his now wife, I go back with the ways too. her and I taught together for a number of years. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how they met. And then I'm they're in between me. So we left and these other people came in. They also worked at different schools. So there's these people that were in the world of marching band that I had heard the name of a number of times over the years, you know, but I, you just never met that person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it just so happened. I'm sitting down with Ken, one of my like longtime friends. I'm one of my old instructors and uh, a couple of these guys that he introduced me to that I've heard of number over the years. Right. And, uh, so anyway, you're sitting at a table with Dave Grohl. Yeah. So Dave Grohl was like, what are we getting guys? And I was like, let me get it. Well, we were talking about, we started talking about whiskey because I was asking what kind of whiskeys they have. And then, uh, someone came in and was like, oh yeah, I love whiskey and starts talking. And normally I would be very insecure and just have to be like, well, I just kind of like it. So I'll just get it. But then he started talking about whiskeys that I've had and like, you know what I mean? Things. I'm like, <laughs> I've had oh, that. Yeah, it's so- yeah. I've had that. It's a pretty good one. Like, have you tried the navigator? Like, no, I was like, well, that's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, let me tell you about it. You know, like, <laughs> you've become that guy at exactly. the bar. <laughs> and then they had this on the, we all ended up getting it. Like four of us got the, uh, they had a smoked maple old fashioned. Oh, it was so good, dude. I love old fashions. Like so yummy. L- like it's, it's apparently a cliche drink to order, but yeah. it's so good. It's just so good. <laughs> There's something about the sugars and the bitters mixed together just has this great balance. Oh, yeah. Unless someone that doesn't know how to make it makes it. Like, I ordered one at BJ's at lunch one day with, with Chelsea, and the guy at my server was like, uh, let me go talk to the bartender and see if we even make that. I was like, oh, okay. You know, like. I figured old fashioned, most bartenders yeah. or whatever. And he comes back and he's like, yeah, they uh, think they know how to make it. I was like, that's not promising, but okay, you know, make me one. And it was like, I got it back and I started drinking and it was just straight whiskey. And I was like, this just tastes like whiskey to Chelsea. Like, you know, this is terrible. And then as I'm drinking it, I'm getting a little buzzed. And about halfway through, he but what happened is he didn't mix it. So uh, halfway through, I just started getting slammed with all this sugar and bitters <laughs> all at once. <laughs> I was going to say, you've like, I can't believe you didn't know <laughs> whether or not they could make an old fashioned. I've been to like, I wouldn't know nasty, how to make one. nasty dive bars and they'll still just like pour some simple syrup and bitters into a shot of Jim Beam and call it an old fashioned. I mean, that, yeah, like it's, that counts. <laughs> That's really all you need. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. It was kind of nice drinking whiskey with meeting all these people, hitting off with a couple people too. You know, it's kind of interesting. Like, mingling is a lot of fun. It, well, dude, it's the weird thing is, like I said, a lot of progressive friends down there, you know, like, and, and, and hearing them talking, two of them were nurses. And then we're like, not talking about COVID because you never want to branch that with anyone or whatever. And then at one point, someone says something about the mandates, and the two nurses just started going off. And I'm looking at Chelsea like, what's going on? And they just started like just reaming all the nurses that were fired <laughs> and how inappropriate it is and blah, blah, blah. And someone else like, are you guys, you don't like the fact like, no, of course I'm vaccinated. I'm not dumb. But like they're firing people for not getting a damn vaccine. You know, like it was, it was wild. I'd never <laughs> yeah, hadn't been exposed to anything like that. <laughs> and these are people I didn't know. And they just started going. I was like, ah, all right. <laughs> like, okay, cool, cool. 
but it, it honestly, dude, visiting my mom was like, uh, especially up where they're at in North County down San Diego. Like it's just not just no, I mean, there's oh, yeah. people masked, but it's like, Oh, North County is a different animal though, for sure. But there's just most people aren't, uh, it's, it's kind of refreshing. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> I've, like I've noticed that a lot in the South Bay. In the South Bay, like there's no social distancing stickers on the floor in the places that I go down there. Yeah. Even in, like at the bars I do shows at, even the bartenders aren't wearing masks or wow. anything like that. It, it's just, it's wild how we can be in such close proximity to places like San Francisco where, you know, you have to show your papers everywhere you go. Yeah. And then you go down to like San Jose and nobody gives a shit. That's fascinating because I believe they have all the mandates. Or at least the masking mandates down there, don't they? I don't know if San Jose does. I thought they did. I Maybe. thought they were going to the counties, South Bay, the seven Bay Area counties or whatever. I don't know. I know there's more than seven counties in the Bay Area and not all of them have the Did you hear about mandates. the Sacramento public school thing? Huh. I Not to get into COVID, but I just found this interesting. <laughs> we talk a lot about COVID, uh, well, but everybody does. Yeah. What are you going to do? I don't, again, like for the record, I don't know anything really, right. but- I can still share my feelings on how irritated I am at masking. Cause then we went to Disneyland on one of the last days, took the kid and it's like, they're extremely strict on the masking there. Oh, I believe it. What's wild is like you, you go into like, they will be like, you get on a ride that has an indoor section and they make you put your mask on before they will send the ride off, which was interesting, you know, cause like they have you standing shoulder to shoulder with people for an hour in line not masked and then they make you get on a most of these rides where you're separated like 10 feet between you and the other group and they make you put a mask on for that it's <laughs> like chelsea and i kept looking, like what the hell is the point no yeah like, no the, <laughs> the logic kind of boggles the mind it's a little it, weird it was similar in um in and santa then, cruz when i went to the boardwalk oh really over the summer it was like yeah people were just crowding the entire place unmasked but you had to put a mask on to get to on go. the ride it's so dumb I mean, it just, it just makes no sense. I mean, I don't know. Even, even parts of San Francisco, like the touristy parts, you know, you, Oh yeah. Crowded together. You can tell that like, you know, a lot of people there are there from like Stockton and sure. (laughs) Manteca and all that. So, yeah, because they're crowding all the touristy areas and they don't give a shit about masks. You know, what's wild is it Anaheim has all the Anaheim County has all was it Orange County that Anaheim's in? Yes. Whatever it was, has all I the so. indoor mandates and all that stuff too. I looked it up because we walk out of Disneyland and you'd go to like IHOP or something, literally across the street, and most of the servers weren't even masked. They weren't <laughs> harassing anyone at all. You know what I mean? Which I, maybe that just has to do with all the people from all over the freaking country. Yeah, at Disneyland. It's like oh, we're not going to try and enforce it. Tourists, like, yeah. they're already irritated from Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you get somebody from South Dakota going to Disneyland. Yeah. They are going to put up a fight every second you make them wear a yeah, mask. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna be angry. Yeah, no. So you, uh, you kind of almost have to give in if you're one of, like, <laughs> yeah. the outside businesses. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I don't mean to talk about COVID a whole bunch. We don't have right. to. It was, I guess, uh, I guess uh, it was just nice. It was nice. To not have to mask everywhere, not make my kid have to mask everywhere. And it it's nice 
going somewhere and feeling some sense of normalcy. That's the thing. It That's felt, what it is. It felt like the before time. Because there and is... What's weird about it is in this modern time that's not a before time, everyone's cool with being... Like indoors, you got to keep your distance. Everyone looks at you weird if you cough. you got to wear your mask. But then those same people, you'll be outside and everyone pulls their masks off and we're all super close together. Oh, yeah. And nobody has any, any of those inclinations. It's like weird, you know? COVID's really done a number on our psyche as a society, yeah. hasn't it? Well, that's why I say, like, at least for some people, the masks are a safety blanket. Where it's just well, like, a, thing oh, is like if, I'm indoors and I know I'm supposed to be wearing it, so I'm going to. Yeah. Well, and there are people that wear them outside and around and yeah. driving by themselves in a car. And or at home on their couch. People do that. <laughs> so, it, it, and that's fine. The thing is mandates i think a lot yeah. of people are coming around to that like let people take their own risks at this yeah, point i feel like that's not that political of a position to have at yeah. this point is like wear a mask don't wear a mask but you know just yeah no one should be keep it to yourself to anything <laughs> um anyways the big thing we were going to talk about that we haven't talked about in a while to get on family because we've been kind of alluding to it since we started the show yeah is our christmas exchange and now it is December, and I missed the first one. I thought we originally had a plan of like maybe yeah we'll we were gonna kind of do it. Do, yeah. yeah, honestly, we've we've been so guest heavy. It's nice to just have a solo episode. Yeah, we have had a lot of people on lately, but that's a great opportunity for us to just talk about it. Yeah. So Blake and I have this tradition. It's been going on what like ten years? Oh, it's more than ten. Is it? How old were you when we did the first one? I don't know. Um. But it, I, I know I was young. I think I was like 17, maybe. Younger than that, because I remember younger? Um, for a long time, we were just passing around the same pack of gum. That's why I couldn't figure out. Uh, I started putting my list together and I was like, of all the ones I've done it, I'm like, at a certain so, point, I just this, have a big chunk of kind of don't remember space. Because th- this all started, I mean, we, we've got to be pushing at least 15 years at this point. Because well, yeah, there, there were several years of just like, oh, ha, ha, here's a box. And then inside that's another box. And then inside yeah. that's your gift. Well, it's, it, it started with the energy gum. Yeah. It started with me and Danielle and uh, Sarah and the sister that shall not be named. <laughs> I, I think we were all together and we saw like some. You mean ener- Voldemort? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> sister from another mister. <laughs> Uh, we found this like energy gum at target and we we're like, what the hell is this? Let's try it. Oh, cool. You know, whatever. And so we got this little pack of like nine pieces or it might've been like a six pack of energy gum. And we all walked out of target. Well, actually this was before COVID. So we, I think we popped them and started chewing them in target. Wait, you could just like, yeah, like in, openly in between them, we would breathe like clean air into our faces. Would, would you exhale? Yeah. Just into, into the into- store. <laughs> I know, man. It was the Wild West back in those days. Um, and so we all like all excited, crinkle out of these packs and all there's like six. And I, I think my dad was there like everyone we got like five people to try it. And everyone hated it. It, oh, it was, was terrible. So bad. It tasted like a monster energy drink, but like it, worse. No, it tasted like you were eating a monster energy drink scented candle. <laughs> That's a good description. <laughs> It, it was, was so nasty. waxy. It was like a crayon. We barely made it outside of the door. We all threw them away in the trash can. It was like, this is nasty. <laughs> but for some reason, and we were up here visiting for Christmas, obviously. And so for some reason, we still had the pack with the one piece in it. And that night, we were coming, I think, up here to the ranch to visit you guys. 
or maybe we were going to Nano's house. No, I think I it was remember, the ranch. But it was. But yeah. we, yeah. So what we did was I had this brilliant idea last second to wrap it for you. <laughs> and I think that first year I wrapped it in a, was it like a gift wrap tube? Does that sound right? Something like that. It was like one of the tubes that you get your gift wrap in and it was like an empty one. So I just put it in there and then wrapped that like a giant Tootsie Roll style <laughs> present and then, uh, you know, gave it to you. And, and then that yeah. everyone was very confused. <laughs> we all just started cracking up and you were looking at us like, why did you give me this? And then, but you, you yeah. popped it in. And it was awful. Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> just as bad as you as we all thought it was. But uh, no. So then, for a while, it was just a family tradition. Every you know, we were like playing tag, but with energy gum. Yeah, and it was like it, like birthdays, Christmases. Yeah. It was, one of us was getting the other a pack. Of That's why gum. I have this like gap where yeah. I don't remember what I got th- you. There were we were several years that it was just it was some crappy, yeah. uncreative thing. I remember one of the years <laughs> that stood out as I walked in to your parents' house here. And I had this box. It was like freaking huge. Do you remember this that? Is, I think this is the story I was about to tell. I don't remember what I put in it. Oh, that was a gift you gave me. Uh, yeah. Remember, I, I so I wrapped. I thought it was so funny. It's a classic, right? I wrapped this giant box. And you open that. And inside it was a smaller box wrapped. And then you unwrap that. No, that was at your dad's house. Was it my dad's house? Yeah, because I remember this. Because I, I don't remember what was in it. I don't. I it might have been another all. pack of energy gum. It very well could have been. But it, but was, I, it was the first, was the, like, prank wrapping. Well, and that was, the, yeah, the first prank wrapping that was, like, creative. Because I think before that, we were just, like, doing bad wrapping. Yeah. Because, like, one year I, like, wrapped, uh, I, like, shoved a couple boxes together so it looked weird and, like, an awkward shaped yeah. present. It was, it was just dumb because the joke was that it was energy gum. Yeah. And we knew it was energy gum. <laughs> yeah, you knew you were going to get. Uh, but you kept <laughs> ra- unwrapping it. That was the joke because it was, like... You think it's going to be a little piece of energy gum in this box. There's another box there's inside that box. Yeah. Another wrapped box. I, I swear yeah, I did so like you seven st- boxes. So you started it with that. And I remember my re- or my response the next year was very uncreative as well. I also got a huge box. I, th- I think it was like just one of the gi- or big shipping boxes that my parents got from work. <laughs> um and I'd given you 20 bucks. That's right. But I got it all in change. All in change. And I put like, you know, 13 cents in one little box and then taped the entire thing yep. shut and put them all in there. Yep. Odd amounts. That's right. <laughs> it took man. you like an hour Just to, to, unwrap, to it. unwrap change. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I don't remember what I reacted with. I remember gifts between that and where's my phone but that's that's why uh that's why it's a fuzzy thing for me too because the one that i feel like really kicked off what we do now was i think it was a freshman in high school and i put a pack of energy gum in a jello mold yes and that was that's that's what kicked off the real yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i remember that was it energy gum i thought it was like a target gift card it might have been a target gift cards or something like that (laughs) uh but that's the one that kicked off what we're doing now but that's what i'm saying i don't remember I don't remember what I gave to you that year. So I was going to say, I have this gap. And then there's that where I remember you doing that. And then the soap and the ice and the, you know, like you started yeah. doing this, but the I don't soap remember. The soap was a, was a similar idea to yeah, the so change in tiny little boxes. It was bunch 20 bucks and change, but in, in soap molds <laughs> that you guys made yourself. Very dumb. But I don't remember what I did for you in that time. Do you remember any? 
No, it, again, like this was this was amateur realize, hour. This was, was the open mics yeah. of the. Well, because I think back and I'm like, oh, well, I've been fucking killing it against Blake the last couple of years. And I was like, oh, oh, maybe I don't always kill it. Because then I remember like, oh, I had a couple good I ones. I won like, a lot early on. But I think you were kicking my ass when we first got out of the energy gum thing. Because I don't even remember what I got you at all. I must have done something. But it maybe it was still energy gum. Maybe I didn't. I might have. I was pretty poor at one point. Yeah. I was going to say, like, missed some years. There were a few years where you pulled way ahead because it was my turn to be a broke young adult (laughs) and you kind of had an established career at that point. (laughs) Well, then, so we had a, because before we got to that point, which is last handful of years when you were in college, but before we got to that point, we finally hit, let's see, sorry, a bunch of notifications. We finally hit the, I can't remember what order this was in, but I think it was the duct tape ball first. I think so. So this is where we started hitting the same thought process because I got you a duct tape ball with, was it Justin Bieber bracelet inside? And I put like four rolls of duct tape. This thing was the size of a freaking like, I thought it was a rock. (laughs) I just, I thought you had gifted me a rock for Christmas. And then I picked it up and I was like, oh no, that's duct tape. Yeah. What is, is that the year you did the rubber band ball? No, maybe it was the I, following year. They were close together. Maybe that was one of the years. But yeah, our near thought the process, end of the ice. So this is all kind of incoherent. So we're, I'm just going to like yeah, yeah, reestablish yeah. our timeline real quick. So this was like 15 years ago. We started doing the energy gum and just the very uncreative box within a box within a box yeah. prank wrapping. Yeah. Then about 10 years ago. We changed the game because I put his gift in a jello mold, and then that's what really kicked off the war. The war. Uh, <laughs> it's because <laughs> there, there were a few years where it was like we wanted to make unwrapping each other's gifts as unpleasant as possible. Yeah, that, it definitely took a turn towards the hilarity was right. making it hell. Right. And I, <laughs> I, I don't remember the exact order or the years, but I have like highlights. Like there was. I've given you a jello mold. I've frozen your gift in ice. Yep. I've sent you on a scavenger hunt. That's right, the scavenger hunt around my uh, dad's house. I've also buried it in the backyard. That was more recent though. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, and you've you've gotten me back good with uh there was one year you gave me a bottle of mayonnaise. <laughs> no, 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 no. You gotta lay it out. Okay. So but, yeah. I don't remember what I, I think that was the year I did the rubber band ball. I think so. So I, I, I was like, oh, I fucking, this was my freshman year. year of college. I didn't have a job. I lived in the dorms. I did not have very much means of getting you a gift. So I'm pretty sure I bought you a, uh, like a t-shirt from my college merch store. Yep. Still have that shirt. <laughs> I know. I see you wear it every now yeah, and again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you're still shirt. using the gift. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I just wrapped it in a rubber band ball. And I gave it to you. I thought it was going to be hell to unwrap. You got through it almost instantly. It was uh, fun, actually. I, uh, it, I pulled, Ellis has pulled it apart. I still have it somewhere. It was kind of an ASMR thing <laughs> to like watch you unwrap the rubber, the rubber band ball. I thought it was in here. Is that it? No. Is that from you? Ellis must have. Yep. There it is. <laughs> I can't believe this thing is still here. That happened. I, I went to Office Max and I bought like four of the big bags of rubber bands <laughs> and just <laughs> but yeah and then you respond you bring out a, a 
vase. A vase. Like a, a big, a, tall vase. I think white people would call it a vase. A vase. It's about, it would about, about <laughs> elbow tall. From fist to elbow, <laughs> would you say? About elbow tall. It was the tallest vase I could find. <laughs> and it was filled to the top with mayonnaise. <laughs> And we put Erica made us put a a, a towel down. <laughs> this, this was the first year we were yeah. like, okay, this could get messy. Well, I think because I went, I said, your presence in there, and Erica started laughing. She's like, no, 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 and she like grab put a towel down before you would elbow. I wore a nice shirt to this. I had to roll up my sleeve. I had mayonnaise all on the sleeve of my shirt. Do you remember what was in there? A bottle of mayonnaise. It was not a bottle of mayonnaise. It, it was a bottle of Miracle Whip. Oh God. And it was expired. And it was expired. <laughs> I didn't, you know, the best part is the expiration. I didn't know because I bought it at like Dollar Tree. But like, I, I thought it was so funny to fill, to use actual mayonnaise and put a little jar of Miracle Whip, not mayonnaise, yeah. <laughs> in the mayonnaise. Yeah. And, yeah then, and then this <laughs> was during a brief overlap period where we were both poor. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for Our real. gifts were all about low effort and just the most uncomfortable it could be to wrap. <laughs> So after this, the next year, I come back. I was mad. I knew I lost. I got sadistic Is this with it. the year we did the same thing? Yes. Yeah. So I went. Just, this has happened twice, by the way, yes. where Blake and I have done the exact same <laughs> gift to each other. We're running out of ideas. Apparently. That's when we started changing it up. Um, that. Actually, that's every year we've done the same thing. It has been like a complete shift yeah, in what we do. For sure. Because this was, this was the last year of the sadistic gift wrapping. Yes. Uh, Cause I went into my parents' backyard and I dug through all of their scrap wood and I just threw Matthew's gift in there and just screwed it all shut. You just screwed pieces of wood around it together. Yes. In layers until in layers. you had something resembling a box, box. <laughs> and it was full of rusty old screws and yeah, no, that was a, the, and I gave you a hand screwdriver. Well, that's how it was. Yeah, the worst part of it all was because <laughs> because I had the same thought. Do you remember what would you put in mine? Because I think <sighs> the family agreed a, that I think I that I think they agreed that you, I won that year because of the gift inside, right? Because it came down to what I gifted you, which was a picture of from what was it? The picture was you and who? Uh, Salim Hakeem. That's right, Salim. He's uh, he went to college with Sarah. We've talked about this, and he got me invited to an NFL workout. And he this got is, to, yeah, what we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, he got to practice with Drew Brees and all these. And so you had this picture of you and him at your workout, like together. And so I, I, as badly as I could, photoshopped an oversized picture of my face onto Salim's head, <laughs> and then framed it in the most god awful pink and glittery frame that I could find. And then I meticulously cut and built a box full of screws. <laughs> this very nice. Mine was beautiful and clean. And I put, uh, I made, built it so that I could slot this, the frame in there without jiggling around too much. And then I meticulously put, I think I had more screws than you, but I think I was kind and gave you a drill. No, we, it was both hand screwdrivers. It both? It's just, but mine were I was fresh using rusty new, screws and scrap wood. Yeah, they came right out. <laughs> yeah, and then you gave me the scrap one. And uh, so I, I won. Had I we still been playing? You got me, though. I don't either. I, it might have been a gift card, but I feel like I gave you something. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel like, like I got you a real gift. It just wasn't as good as that. 
Yeah. Also, you're, you're missing the best part of the picture. Not only did you Photoshop an oversized picture of your face on it. Oh, yeah. You Photoshopped on my T-shirt, I Heart Matt. <laughs> That's right. And hashtag favorite cousins. <laughs> and that is still hanging in my hallway. <laughs> Hell Yeah. That's that's the that's point. front and center. That is the star of the photo <laughs> arrangement. <laughs> that and was this, a good one. This was seven years ago now. I think something. It was like a that. while back, man. Because you were in high school or just I, out, right? I was just out of high school. Because the whole thing with with this Salim was, the, was so like, this was my I think my sophomore year of college. But like the workout was like wasn't that right? That was after my senior, senior year. Senior year, yeah. So okay. you you had to dig through my Facebook yeah, to find this picture. Right. <laughs> and then we're still fresh. Y'all were excited. Uh, yeah. No, I uh, that was a good one. I loved that one. <laughs> but <laughs> especially because Salim's this like big buff dude with like he had dreads, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just put my face on him. It looked terrible. It was great. <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, then you went on a really long winning streak of um because the gifts went thoughtful oh, no, after no, no, that. No, wait, I yeah, so that's where we changed it up. That's where I hit you hard the next year yeah because the next year um what did you get you you were severely unprepared that's the year yeah. with the wallet right yeah you i literally real- like got you something in the airport gift shop and was like all right what am i gonna do with this <laughs> so i think i tried to make a glitter bomb out of an out of airport a- gift shop wallet yeah and it did not and i think i put a gift card in it yeah but- i was like oh thanks and you're like i was like why is it full of this stuff and you're like, it was supposed to explode well, it just it like really, spill out into yeah, your lap. It didn't really do much. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And the best part was, so my, we did, we should have mentioned this. At some point, my dad became the arbiter. He's the referee. The referee. There you go. Like <laughs> he, he well, we became figured, the one you know, that kind of decided who goes first. We figured he's found Zen. So he yeah. should, uh, you know, <laughs> he knows that a feng shui, this whole thing. <laughs> no, he, he's the one that'd be like, nope, Blake's going first this year. Or, or be like, nope, nope, yeah. Blake's going last this year. Well, it's <laughs> at some point during these couple of years with the duct tape and the you rubber and band ball and the mayonnaise and the, to him. the box, this, this was when it became a real spectacle for the family. Yeah. The like family it was kind of, it hyped. was kind of a sideshow when the I was in high stuff, school. Yeah. Then when I got to college and we, you know, we started making a spectacle out of it and it became kind of the main event of yeah, our family Christmas. We I feel like it, we have to hammer that home. They would have it have us do it either before or after. Dude, we've had extended family giving. come to Christmas to see this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Jackie and her kids, who we don't see all that often, started yeah, coming. In 2019 when they came, they got to be involved. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, they so that this year where you got me the wallet is the year when I changed it up, I decided that us doing the messed up gift giving is not as funny. What's another way to be funny? So I thought the funniest thing I could do was I, through a charity charity organization, I bought a, uh, <laughs> I got a, I donated, bought, I guess, I bought a goat and two chickens for a family in need in a third world country, I think it was South America, South America in your name. <laughs> so I gifted this family thing that they needed in your name, which sounds in retrospect, like I was pandering at what well, I didn't, I found it and I thought it would be hilarious. And also I liked the idea of actually doing something kind rather than right. just being jerks to each other. And so my thought was no matter what you do to me, to be a jerk, I can be like, oh, well, I, it's fine. I'll open this dumb box. But, you know, you helped someone that really needed it you know? <laughs> like just to be a jerk. 
Um, but yeah, so that's why I gave you, I, I remember you gave me the thing and I handed you the little envelope and I was like, this is getting out of hand. I want to take this more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture of this little South American kid holding a baby goat yep. and his letter that he wrote me. <laughs> Where it, he, was, it was a thoughtful emotional letter about how my donation <laughs> helped his family yeah. yep and, and you, what he named they were so grateful they named the goat Blake, Blake sweet. sweet so i can officially say Blake sweet is the goat yeah i didn't even think about that <laughs> yep there's a little goat named Blake sweet out there some well if it's still alive <laughs> i was going to say that goat might have been me been a while ago yeah <laughs> it's true they didn't say what the goat was for honestly probably made some killer food yeah probably Probably those two chickens, though, probably still pop oh, yeah. out eggs, you know, chickens. That's what <laughs> yeah. you need them for. I guess if they milk the goat, do you milk goats? People do that in some yeah. parts of the world, right? That's like all of the milk that you can get in Greece. I'm pretty sure. Nice. That's how you get feta. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Greek yogurt. Is it goat milk? That sounds like a Greek thing to do. Sure does. <laughs> I have no idea, though. <laughs> Neither do I. I'm just pulling <laughs> things out of my ass. Where's uh, Mikey to fact check yeah, us when we need him? <laughs> on here on our own. What is this, the Middle Ages? <laughs> anyway, so that was that was the year where it turned. Yeah. That was where things really shifted. Um, and then the next year... Wait, no, no, no. Didn't the next year we do the same thing again, though? Yes. It was only the next year when we did the same thing again. This That was the year where the both of us got... Wait, what year is on that that calendar? 2019, I believe. That calendar is 20. Yeah, so, so this was Christmas 2018. 2018. So four, yeah, almost four years, three years ago. Yes, this was Christmas 2018, and uh, this is where both of us somehow two years after the box had the thought <laughs> to put something in a pinata for the other person. Oh yeah, it was. And all in all, like pretty, as far as quality of the gift and the spectacle of it, it was fairly even. I think you won. I think you gave me the calendar with the dogs pooping on it. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I got you. I mean, my family didn't get it, but I got you with that Rothbard shirt. And everyone's who like, "Who's mentioned on the show?" So yeah, if you're like, into books, check them out. Who's that guy? And I was like, "It's it's Blake's like favorite economist, one of favorite economists and historians." They're like, "Oh, they just thought we were nerds. They thought we were dorks. Like, it was fun to watch us bust open the pinatas until that. Yeah, until that. Although you had the better like." Um, because we rigged the pinatas up. We had to rig the pinatas up on separate sides of the house. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know yeah. that each other had gotten each other the same thing. Um, <laughs> My but, better was what? What'd you say? Um, I think you had a better spectacle with the pinata because I think I just tied it from a tree branch and blindfolded you. Oh, yeah. You did the whole thing where you like hang it over a rafter and you like pull it when I try to swing. Oh, yeah. And I, I filled mine with ping pong balls. Yeah. Did you fill yours with ping pong? No, you did candy? Poops. I did... Uh, Something poop related. Well, so the pinata was a poop emoji. That's right. I'm very proud of this. I do not remember what my pinata was. And I fill, I think it was a cowboy boot? Yes, it was a cowboy boot. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, I filled the pinata with dog treats because I was ah. like, well, what gives dogs the shits? That's right. Because it was a dog's pooping calendar yeah. inside. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, mine I was, was like, thematic. So confused. I was like, why is it? What? And you have a dog. So and, yeah. <laughs> the and dog then, treats were part of the gift. <laughs> I don't think I had the dog then. Uh, maybe, maybe not. 2018? I don't know. At some point maybe in this I year, I did allude to um, 
at some point during this period where we were both firing all, on all cylinders again for a while, I, uh, I went and buried your gift in my parents' backyard. And I... Was that the I next handed year? You, I think that was the year after the after you donated the goat and the chickens. And then the pinata was the year after. So what did I do for you that year? I don't think so. I don't have something. I don't yet. know. I am losing track because I only remember the winners each year. What and I know I won with burying the, year the gift I did in the, the backyard. Keys. No, that might have been the year I, I buried it in the, the backyard. Year. Yeah, I don't so, think okay. you won, bro. I think I won that one. I was proud of that one, though, because <laughs> I, I drew you a treasure map. Yeah, <laughs> I had to figure it out. And you got me the binging kit for watching oh, Netflix. Yeah. Which would have been perfect for a 2020 Christmas gift, but yeah, <laughs> we didn't think that far ahead. Didn't think I it would be that useful. Actually, no, because that would have been Christmas 2019. So you're welcome. <laughs> I oh, knew it was yeah. coming. Oh, dang. I didn't, think about it. <laughs> didn't even use it. <laughs> I pulled the Simpsons and predicted well, the future. <laughs> so that was the year that I, so this is the following year of the Punyatas then we've established. So, yes. And you, so you buried my gift in the back and this is the year where when everyone rolled up, I had this, everyone's shown up to cousin Christmas and I had a little thing set out. There was a little box, your present. There was a little, little box, like a, like a jewelry box kind of thing. And it was covered in chains and locks. Right. And there was a thing saying, I think it said, Oh God, what does it say? Blake, you have to get everyone here. will have a key. You need to find a way to get a key from everyone at the party. Oh, so good. In order to open I am, the present. I, I think that might be the, this might be the best one. Yeah. At least best presentation. Yeah. Cause like, I, I honestly, I, I had the idea for the gift and I did it and I was like, this seems anticlimactic. And then I had this idea for this, this key thing to get everyone involved. And I think that's what made it. Because then everyone's super invested in seeing what the present was. So everyone at the party, I gave a key to unlocking your box. And I said, you can, whatever you do, you, however you want to, you can give it to Blake or you can make him do something to get it from you, whatever. And uh, naturally, I think there's a couple of people that just handed you the key. And uh, this is the year, like you said, that Jackie and her kids came. And so they were hyped to make you do dumb stuff. Well, it was, (laughs) they, they were at that, like awkward preteen age yeah. where like the you know they're too cool to hang out with the family and you just hand them these keys and you're like you got to make blake do something yeah. to get this and they got so pumped <laughs> it shook them out of their little like preteen they, like oh family time sp- yes Boring. yes <laughs> i don't know if we can say names but uh, he yeah <laughs> was, her, her oldest son who the was oldest at, he was like 12 yeah he was, he was that definitely age. that preteen age but then the key thing he was all hype trying to figure out what he was going to make you do. I think he was the last key that I earned and he gave up and just like dumped a bottle, bottle yeah, he of water wanted to on pour my cold head. water on you or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Everyone got involved. And the best part is I kind of pranked the whole family too. Cause I gave everyone a key. I pulled them aside and I was like, Hey, I gave everyone a key, but listen, I'm giving you the real key that opens it. <laughs> so make sure that he does something crazy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually they started catching on because at one point after you got like half the keys sarah came out and was like we're on to you to me and i was like what she's like you gave me the one true key huh i was like technically y'all got the one true key because you needed all of them you know i didn't though <laughs> there were more keys than locks yeah because more people came than i anticipated <laughs> so you just had extra keys lying Except around that if i remember correctly i think jack cousin jackie like just put hers on the christmas tree and yeah. was like you gotta find it but that one we needed so if you do you remember, we were like digging yeah, around there was the one Christmas lock tree. Left. <laughs> <laughs> we needed that one key, so we're like all looking around it everywhere to try and find it. 
Anyways, what happened was eventually you got all of them open after you got all the keys, and inside was a warm beer. Warm beer. And I was it a can of dip in there too, or is I, I think just, so. And then I put a little note that said, crack a cold one, put a good dip in, and sit on the couch. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know this reference, it's uh, freaking uh, uh, Granger Earl, Smith, Earl is, Dibbles Jr. Well, so Granger Granger Smith is a country singer. Earl Dibbles Jr. is his kind of uh, character alter yeah, ego. I was gonna say it's almost it. it if Eminem and Slim Shady were country personas, <laughs> sure. that's Granger Smith. Something like <laughs> Earl that. Earl Dibbles Jr. So I had a cameo. I bought a cameo of him in his thing telling you Happy Christmas as like, Blake, Happy Christmas. You got the best cousin in the world or what? I remember what it is. Well, you're leaving out the best part. What's that? That Granger Smith on his cameo only does cameos as Granger Smith. Yeah. And you typed this big long message about our gift exchange and yeah, like yeah, what yeah. we do. And he thought it was so cool. He was like, "Screw it, I'll do Earl yeah, Dibbles so Jr. for this Earl. one cameo." Because I played it. We played it on the TV so everyone could yeah. see it. The whole family like lost it. And uh, he he did it. I played just the Earl. I cut it so you could just get the Earl Dibbles for the effect. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, I played the whole thing because he was like, he did a thing where he's like, "Hey guys, I read about your gift exchange. This is super cool." Blah blah blah. blah, blah. I still have that saved on my phone somewhere. Yeah, and so every time I'm somewhere. scrolling for a picture, every so often <laughs> I'll see it and be like, "Oh God, he got me good." <laughs> that was a good one. That was, and I think that year you told me you were toying with the idea of getting me a cameo too. Yeah, I that's I don't know how we keep doing I, this. But yeah, if I, we do the I, same I thing this year, I never I'm found anyone die. good. Yeah, I was looking on there. I was like trying to find something, and I, I was looking for like Snoop Dogg or something. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I actually found Snoop Dogg on Cameo, but yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's like six hundred yeah, bucks to book Snoop Dogg. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I I had the thought. I found Granger Smith, and I was like, he was doing it for fairly affordable. So I was like, screw it. So I just pot it, and I was like, hey, can you do Earl Dibbles? Like, if not, whatever you can take my money that this is the reason and this is what we do and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he actually freaking, it was like three days later I got <laughs> it and I was at work and I was like, what is this? I got an email. I was like, Oh shit. Like I got all excited, dude. Like, Oh yeah. So hyped. Anyways. Um, so then that leads to last year, which, um, what, oh God, why can't I think, what did you do for me last year? I, um, I got you a book. That's right. And I wrapped it in Christmas lights (laughs) and I left them plugged in. Not, it didn't occur to me that Christmas lights would get hot, especially when they're all bundled (laughs) up and it melted the binding of the book. That's right. I opened it up. Like it was a great presentation because it was not just wrapped. It was like a ball of Christmas lights. It was like, and it was all plugged in. I got the multicolored ones. It was beautiful. And like, you plugged them in. I'm just untangling Christmas lights. Great. It was a great thought. <laughs> and I'll untangle and I finally get to the box. And I they were also it. part of your gift because I still have I, them. I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I just went and bought you some boxes <laughs> of Christmas lights. And I finally opened it and it was like, it got the gift. And there was a, uh, or at the center was a dad joke book, which is what? Well, because we just found out that, or you had just found, found out, out that the, the twins, twins were on That's the way. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was, that was super fun. And then I like go to open it and it just, the pages I open just pull right <laughs> off of the binding. Like it was butter. But like, oh, and then another piece falls off the back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was a little bit of a bummer. Next time we have to get a flame retardant uh, 
we're missing a year somewhere because I also got you this. No, I got you this last Christmas. Yeah, you gave that to me. Uh, you gave that to me on the side. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say because occasionally I, we get each other like a more real present. Because I did. I got you a uh, just. It was like a fiction workbook. Yeah, kind of of just to so hone your skills. Fat Tango. Yeah. Yep. We had just started the company and you were cranking out the most scripts. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to give this to I you. Like, oh, okay. Blake, you're so our, my, you're my our script staff suck. writer. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I'd like to think that I helped you become the writer you are today. <laughs> That's a good thing to think. <laughs> <laughs> and then last year, my thing was the bummer with last year was because of COVID. It was only like us and yeah, that sister and your, uh, you know, your family, right? Voldemort, Voldemort. So it, it was, not as many people, which is fine. But last year was the year that I got you your Scottish lordship, which is what we've talked about that before. Yeah. And the thing that I don't think quite came across that I was trying to do there was the bagpipe music. Yeah. So you got me the lordship as well as a Bluetooth speaker. And it was just sitting yeah. in the bag with it playing bagpipe music the whole time. The whole time. I started it off on the lowest volume setting. And the whole, when we got there and every like now and then when I'd remember about it, I just click it up the volume one click. And the idea was all slowly till someone's like, what the hell is that music? And then it backfired on me because it's finally getting noticeable. And we're all like talking or something or on a video call. Cause it's COVID and we're like video calling friends and stuff like that. And like, Erica starts hearing it and is like, what is that noise? And just starts like digging through everything to like shut it off. Everyone's like, Someone turn that noise off. We're on the phone with the family. Like, oh, it's me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I lost the effect on that. But I did think that the Scottish Lordship was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that was clever. Yeah. I like that. Good. I'm glad you think so. <laughs> but yeah, so essentially that's kind of our gift exchange so far. Quick recapping of yeah. it. If we can, we'll try and swing a family member one time before christmas so we can get some right. outside perspective right because we're hyping this up but we've got to get somebody who's been there for yeah some of the fun i'm years. sure we're missing dumb elements of this i i think we need mike rodolfi on the podcast yeah i was thinking that too but i don't think he's gonna come into town yeah for that <laughs> we might just have to do a christmas bonus episode yeah maybe promise it'll come out after christmas that's fair but i don't know at least we'll still have it out there and yeah. like yeah, maybe. you know, you guys can hear from our family how much they enjoy this because <laughs> they seem to really get on board. Honestly, a big part of our exchange became making the family laugh. Right. You know, <laughs> and I, I'd like to think that's part of what led us into this. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. But yeah, you have your are you all prepped for this year? Uh, yeah, as long as it gets delivered in time, you should be all I was going to say supply chain might kill both of us. But. Uh, I, hope not. <laughs> I, I, uh, I figured out your present and then I had to order it online. And as I was like checking out to order it, it was like uh, expect delivery January something. And I was like, no, you know, like, like <laughs> two two pages ago, you said this or whatever. And so I had to like go back and find another website that did the same thing, mm -hmm. which kind of sucked, but like I had to, and then I had to pay extra for shipping <laughs> to get it here in time and like skip certain whole processes. But yeah, hopefully it'll get here in time. Yeah. Uh, I think this will be a fun be year because I, I uh, I'm excited about my gift to you. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to win the presentation battle, but interesting. I'm, go I'm going for quality of gift this year for once. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hope we do the same thing. 
there's a possibility. Yeah. I, I like the I like the gift idea that I have too. I don't have anything for presentation though yet either. I haven't figured out if I'm gonna <laughs> it always comes to me like the key thing came to me like two or three days before. I had oh, no yeah. idea what I was gonna do. And then like two or three days before the idea popped in my head and I was like, oh my god, I have to do that. At this point, like there is pressure on us to get quality gifts. So the presentation's almost kind of secondary now. Yeah, true. Well, then also it's like being creative and unique is tricky. Yeah. In that setting. So we've talked about this a lot of times. Like every now and again, I'll be scrolling on the internet and I will see some genius idea for a prank gift, like in a meme or some post that somebody shares. And it's like, that's genius. But now I can't do that because it's not original. Yeah. (laughs) I've I've had that too. Like with the duct tape and stuff, that was all stuff that you'd see online. Yeah. We're doing a little bit of that. But since then, we've gotten to this new place where, yeah, it's like, ooh, I almost forgot. So one of those years, one of those in-between years where we were focusing on just sadistically wrapping gifts, uh-huh. you got me a Power Ranger. Like a, you, you found like a Power Ranger toy at a secondhand store because we both grew up playing with Power Rangers. It was kind of an inside joke. But um, and you wrapped it in zip ties. Oh, yeah. Or no, not zip ties. No, no, no. Ribbon. That's you wrapped it in ribbon. The entire thing. You like wove it together and. That doesn't. Sound this was when your dad was still hosting Christmas. I don't huh. remember exactly what year. What this might be the year I froze your gift in ice. I think you did zip ties one year, didn't you? Oh, this is a whole side story. We didn't, because uh, I I remember why I'm thinking zip ties now. This is a whole side story that we didn't touch on yet. This has been such a, a spectacle for the family that there is a secondary. Oh, gift exchange yes. going on with you. My sister wanted in on the action because when she was little, she used to help me plan my gifts. Yeah. And as she got older, she wanted to have her own gift exchange with you. Yeah. And so there were a few years where, again, she was playing along. She just, you know, wanted to wrap something that was going to be a bitch to open. Yeah. So she did the zip ties one year. That's right. Um, but it's turned in, that's turned into its own thing now, too. Kind of. She hasn't really done much in the last couple of years. Was this, is this not the, um, for a while, like you got her a button with a big oh, picture yeah, of your that, face on it. I was going to say, she started the prank thing and then I hit her with, uh, one year I, <laughs> when she was really into sunflower seeds, like after the zip ties, she was into sunflower seeds. So I bought <laughs> a bag of like jalapeno sunflower seeds or something ridiculous like that. And do you remember this? Yes. And it was I, like a, like a Costco bag of them. Well, no, I wrapped it in, uh. Uh, <laughs> I bought a bubblegum dispenser, like the that's little right. Things, and then I sealed it up, took the top off and slowly drained. I put the sunflower seeds sealed up in the middle and slowly drained otter pops by color into la- layers into this until I filled the whole like bubblegum holder top part mm-hmm. with layers of otter pops. Cause Audrey also loved otter pops. Who and, doesn't? Yeah. And so <laughs> that was my gift for her that year. She had to eat all the otter pops in order to get to the <laughs> sunflower seeds, which was the gift. But you're right. After that, it started the button thing. And I don't remember. This was just a goof. It wasn't yeah. Christmas. This, because this might be, it might be your guys' birthdays now. No, because I got it for her. And uh, I got it. We were at the fair two years ago before COVID. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were at the fair and they had this place that would make like 
blown up buttons. And yeah, so this was, was like, like a comically oversized, yeah, comically oversized, like seven, eight inch wide, like diameter button and uh, maybe even bigger. And I took a picture of me looking like an idiot and then we put it on a button and I gave it to her. And then the next, the I next year it, it she, was, she, got you a, a, she got you a mug. It wasn't yearly. It wasn't yearly. It was, right. this uh, is just kind of a gift occasion. giving occasion. Yeah. Next occasion. So and yeah, it, she I, got me she the came mug back on your birthday. With yes. a mug with a picture of her wearing the button. the button on the mug. Yeah, that's right. Then you got her at Christmas with, I think it was a sweater, of <clears throat> with a picture of you drinking the, from the mug. Yes. And my favorite part, because Audrey was really, really, really into the office at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had custom printed on the tag Whoa, a Dwight yes. Schrute meme. Well, because it was, I put on the front of the thing uh, the picture of me with the mug. And then because I took a bunch of pictures of me with the mug, I put different variations of me <laughs> on and, and different pictures of her and stuff all over the rest of the sweater. Cause it was one of those sweaters where you could design every sleeve and all that, like everything. And then, yeah, in the collar, it let you customize. I was like, what the hell am I going to put there? So I put all the pictures of, was it her with her, like from Cabo with making all those dumb faces. And then on the tag, it let me write whatever I want. And I put that quote from Dwight Schrute. Oh, uh, like I was to say for every like, I, have I have 70 cousins, each one better than the last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. That was and pretty then good. I, I think she fired back with a blanket. Is it my turn to fire back? I think it might be your turn to fire back. Oh, dang. I've been dragging my feet because I thought it was her turn. <laughs> and we've got a merch guy at this point. You could just. <laughs> oh, dang. Well, how do you up to a blanket by our custom tent? <laughs> <laughs> No, she's driving now. Oh, wrap for her car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did get her for uh, her. Was it her birthday? Like a decal or a license plate frame or something though could be fun. Well, I got her a, a freaking air freshener with my face on it. <laughs> uh, air freshener yeah, of my head. That. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it is her turn now. <laughs> well, I don't know, but we got to continue that 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 trend of the the blanket because the blanket was, I think, a picture of her wearing the shirt. That had or wearing the sweater of me drinking the mug of her wearing the button. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got that one's gotten a little convoluted, but like, yeah, how do you top a blanket? A tent. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Guess you got to go big, right? Well, you are a painter. You could just like paint it on the side of their house. I'm not that kind of painter. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Audrey's been fun. Although Audrey's at that, she's teenager man yeah she's, she's like she's got a life and got a life outside of the family <laughs> we've all hit that point and you and i have hit that point during this gift exchange and it shows yeah <laughs> yeah well we're it's, back at it i was gonna say it's fun now we're grown-ups with careers and yeah actual money to throw around so <laughs> not a lot but yeah, money to throw say, around much money but yeah it, you know i'm not on a budget of ten dollars this year so <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's fun. I love Christmas. I'm very excited this year that the whole family is going to be together again. Oh yeah, I I'm very glad too that everyone's kind of over the whole Zoom calls. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird one because we're not supposed to. No, we're they not supposed to. It they want Christmas to, is technically canceled. Yeah, they technically canceled it again. But I don't I don't know anyone that's not really doing it this year. I think people are getting over all this stuff. Oh yeah, especially I mean I know I've been over it for a while, especially since I had it. Yeah, I mean, it's like what do I, I have after to, that point? You're kind of just 
I was going to tell the nurses in San Diego that I was talking to. I was like, yeah, I just, I just can't, I have trouble not being irritated by it now. Like I've had it according to all these yeah, things. You're I vaccinated read, and you've I'm vaccinated had it. and I've had it. Like so I am, you are super immune. I am not a threat from anybody. I'm not a threat to anybody and I'm not a threat from anybody. You know what I mean? And someone like sitting there was like, no, wait, but you can still carry it. And she was like, no, he's, he's had it. He's not like eventually, but he's not going to transmit in the same way. Like, well, but now there's the octagon variant. So the octagon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. If that. this was bronies, I have a different joke, but it's not bronies. <laughs> so use yep. your imagination. <laughs> that one has a 100% survival rate so far. So. We should lock, probably lock down. <laughs> shut oh yeah, the of whole course. World down again. <laughs> but how are we doing on time? Yeah, we should probably start wrapping up. Do you have an right. interesting archive? I do. So because we discussed like twenty minutes before starting the show that we were going to do a Christmas episode, I went and got. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! Is it about Santa? It's well, it's Christmas related. Um, okay, so you're Is it close. About his blue suit. Yes. Is it really? No. Oh. I might be on here. I literally you know just, I found that? a web page that was 45 amazing Christmas facts, so I figured every episode in December I'd read a few of them. Well, Santa has different colored suits for like different countries. Santa has different genders for different countries. Like Italy has a female Santa. Do they really? Yeah. She's uh, I forget her name, but she's the Christmas witch. That's Christmas here comes Christmas witch here yeah. <laughs> I think it works. Oh yeah. Yes, um, green well, suit, blue. Well, so I I am going to start with my uh with my Christmas related interesting archive okay. that I found out separately in order to make a point to somebody. Okay. I looked up the top 100 movie or Christmas movies of all time. I saw this and tweet. Ranked, yeah. Yeah, ranked at number 2 is <laughs> Die Hard. So everyone else can fuck off. Under? <laughs> Underneath, it's a wonderful life. Really? Which, like, I understand why... I bet it, it's a troll, man. I, I understand why It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas movie. But, like, if the argument is that Christmas is not a part of the plot of Die Hard, like, Christmas takes a backseat in the plot of It's a Wonderful Life, too. That's true. And Home Alone, which also made the top ten. That's true. Man, it kind of goes to show you that like something. No, it's just at Christmas. Die Hard wasn't in well, your face Christmas well, like the other two movies. But were. I think that's why it's good because like we all have some iconic like Elf and Santa Claus and right. stuff that are going to be. But they're hit you over the head with Christmas. Even that though, they have original stories. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that For are sure. set at Christmas time. Right. You know, like that's the thing. There's so many movies that are just about like the Christmas Lifetime movie is a dime a dozen. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I think that's why something like Die Hard is like, it's especially, or Home Alone, well, maybe not. As you say, it's especially fun because you tend to watch it at Christmas time, but right. people watch Home Alone all year long. And Die Hard. And Die Hard. It's a Wonderful Life is a movie that you only watch around Christmas time, but it's not a movie that you have to watch at Christmas time. You know what my favorite Christmas video game is? What? The second Batman video game. Oh, Arkham City. Arkham yeah. City, yeah. I don't remember any other Christmas I know there are a lot games, of video like, games that like came out at Christmas yeah. and it really added to the fun of the holidays for me when I played it at Christmas time. Oh yeah. You of know, course. it was like perfect. Uh, I, I will say like a number of video games will, uh, if your console's calendar says December 25th, there will be like, you know, characters wearing Santa hats and stuff. Yeah. 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 But that's not, a, that's not the same. 
I feel like, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't it feel like for a while, like f- three or four years ago, all the like apps on your phone and games and stuff would yeah. all like change to Christmas theme? Yeah. And like, that's just like gone now. Well, because now it's holidays. It's not Christmas. Well, I know, but like <laughs> there, there were some that would do all kinds of different things, but like nothing changed or shifted over. It's weird. I remember I used to play Clash of Clans. Oof, boy, I bet you all didn't believe that. <laughs> uh, and, and every Christmas it would change to like it would be snowing. Oh, yeah. And the, be Christmas the little trees like Clash and, of Clans dude would be wearing yeah, a Christmas Did you play hat? Clash of Clans? Yeah. I, got, I was teaching and all my kids were playing it all the time. And they're like, you got to join our clan. And I was like, all right. And I joined and I played for like three and a half years. <laughs> it was a lot of fun <laughs> for a while. Yeah. And uh, I, I believe I was in a clan with... Shout out JR. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I bet JR was that dude with the super high level, uh, cl- like, what are they, what were they called? Like, your village or whatever? He might have been. Yeah, I believe I it. believe James, who's also been on the podcast, was in that clan. Yeah? He was one of those real high level yeah. guys. And you just had some mud huts, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't have the, because it was one of those games where like you have five you play it for five minutes and then you have to wait four hours for anything to happen but, but that that's what those games were so addicting for it was like the I Simpsons always had a hard time because I would forget stuff. to go back and check in the like there even for a minute that Futurama tapped out game they yeah had. but then Fallout had one yeah um, and those they're fun when it's like you grow something it takes five minutes ten minutes and. They're even fun. They're fun up to the point where you're building something new and it takes a day. I was going to say, that's that's Once about when I get burnt out yeah. is when it, it takes a day to build anything in your world. And the Clash of Clans, I got to the point where it was like it would take 30 days or more. And it's Yeah, like, I never even got to that point because I would just... Nuts. Yeah. Nah. It, they, but, they were trying to get you to spend money. We know that now. Yeah. We didn't know that did, then. Did you play the Futurama game? I tried, but I was I was it, over that genre of game by it then. It was fun when it started because it was like, oh, this is kind of fun and cheeky. But then they they like tried to make it more than that by like adding all these mini games and add-ons and like there was constantly an event for the month that you had to like actively play like new That's, mini games. So it, it was it was fine, but it was too much of that. I got burnt out because the they didn't have the time. Of those games as a service things. Well, I, that one was. The thing was, the Futurama one, I would have played much longer if it was just your average, like, tap and grab. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was like you would collect your stuff, and then you'd you'd have it, – it would want you to put hours in, right. like, uh, every other day. And it's like, I just didn't have time for that. Yeah. And you fall behind, and then you can't catch up, and it's like, might as well, what's the point in fucking playing? You know, so. I did play The Simpsons Tapped Out, and eventually we got bored and just – um it's so funny you reach the point where you like decide to cheat and you're like, I recognize that by doing this, I will not be playing this game anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to have fun for a couple of days and then I'm going to be clearly be burnt out. Yeah. Cause it's like, we finally hacked it and unlocked everything and we like organized it and made it all cool. Got all excited about all the stuff you can buy. Oh, and then, and then a day later you're like bored cause there's nothing to I was gonna say strive that's, for. That's the downside. I mean, you and I is, video game guys that's the downside with playing any rpg is like rpgs are so much fun to play but once you hit a certain level it stops being a challenge yeah i don't and then once you're done with the story it's like i don't want to go back and deal with all the side content like 
The yeah. Assassin's Creed games are notorious for this. That's why I'll I, hit the max yeah. level and finish the story and be like, well, I have so much more shit to do, but I just don't want to do it. It's not. Yeah. I, and then if I don't do it before I finish the main story, then I, I'm not going to go do it. I just know myself now. Yeah. So I, I make a point of trying to do all the side quests and stuff before I finish the main story. But when you don't have a lot of time to play it, suddenly you're like all your time every night is spent like grinding, collecting chests and gear and this. Yeah. That. And you're like, eventually you're like, screw it. I just, yeah, I I've, don't had, care. I've had, I've had both things happen where like, I won't finish a game because I try and get all the side content done before the main story. Yeah. Um, like that, that's the problem I have with the Witcher is I tried to do all the side uh, content as I was playing. And it's like, it's just, it's too much to do. I have an hour to play video games and I've got like four hours of stuff to do. I love the. I played the Witcher I did. at the right time in my life. I do every now and again. I'll get a few hours and I'll hop on and I'll play it. And it is a lot of fun. When Are I you play actively it. playing the Witcher? It's my new game where it's like, yeah, if I have an afternoon with nothing to do, I'll hop on. But that's those are few and far between Bro, these days. How far are you? I am not. I just got to where I can access the whole map. It's for the first time. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, I know. It's it's a lot of fun. It's just it's no, a big time commitment every time I sit down started, to play it. Blake, you haven't started. You only got out of freaking uh, what's it called? White uh, the freaking intro map. Yeah, oh, bro. So you haven't you haven't met the Baron? I've met the Baron. Have you finished the Baron side quest? No, I'm in the middle of it. It's a good side quest. I. It seems like like there was just a fire in the village. That's <laughs> I can't say anything. <laughs> I love The Witcher 3. It's so good. I'll tell you this. Just don't let yourself get bored. If you're yeah. having fun grinding and like doing stuff and exploring, do it. But just like anything else, just as soon as you start getting bored, go do story. Side stories are fun too because like the Baron stuff is technically like a kind of a side story and you could just get away without finishing it. Or I think you get to a certain point and you get what you need and you can leave or you could come back and finish out his quest line and um, it's worth doing. And there's a lot of that stuff oh, yeah. in this game. No. And again, like there's some, there are qualities about the Witcher that get, that keep me coming back. Oh, so good. I just, it's one of those things. I don't want to play the Witcher. If I have like an hour to play video games, I want to play the Witcher when I have a whole afternoon to myself. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Witcher, you want to you want to be yeah, able to, like, don't, like watching a movie. You right. need to get a couple hours in. Right. And I don't always get that that much time to That's sit down fair. and play video games. If you haven't beaten if you haven't played The Witcher 3 though, you need to find time, bro. No, I know. <laughs> That's like telling me I haven't played Red Dead. I mean, I, I guess it's not because like Mikey's played Red Dead and not The Witcher, but like And Mikey also didn't enjoy Red Dead. Right, uh, no, he enjoyed it, but he, he clearly like he wasn't. We I, were. I, all, I've talked to him about it, and yeah. he's not about the whole he's not like, like super massive hyped. immersive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His well, he he just plays different. He's different kind of games, man. That's all. Yeah. Like uh, Kingdom Hearts. Like I love Kingdom Hearts, but he probably feels the way about Kingdom Hearts that I do about like Red Dead. It's like I right. like it a lot, and I've had great memories of that game, and I will oh, always yeah. hold I it love in high that esteem. Game when I played it growing up, but it's it just doesn't hold the same place because like Mikey will play all the Pokemon games and stuff too, and it's like I love those games, but I do get bored. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they probably it's felt like the same all, way. About all my Red friends Day. went to the trouble of finding like Game Boy emulators for their iPhones, <laughs> and so they they all still play Pokemon, and it's nice. like. 
yeah, I just I don't want to go back and start Pokemon over. I had it when I had a Game Boy and I beat it. I want new and stuff. I like I I spent so much time on that. I don't want to just go do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I like the new stuff. There's a lot of cool games coming out. Uh, yeah, in the future. So, but anyways, the next, the, yeah, the next year I think is supposed to be pretty good for games too. Well, and then coming into the next handful of years, there's that Harry Potter RPG yeah. that we're supposed to actually get. That's are we to getting like, another Lord of the Rings game or something? Um, there's a game. Oh, it's supposed to be Lord of the Rings esque. It's like George R. R. Martin and uh, oh god, what's his name? Oh, Ubisoft is getting the dude their- that does Dark Soul or no, not Dark Souls. The one uh, is it Dark Souls? The game where you like die and you have to game over. I think it's Dark Souls. It might be Dark Souls. There's a, it's a called like Elder Wand or not Elder Wand. Okay, Elder, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's that looks pretty of. badass. Ubisoft's getting their shot at a Star Wars RPG. Yeah, that's exciting. I am pumped for that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Ubisoft. I hope our listeners are still tuned in yeah. for this. Ubisoft's <laughs> one of those companies that I've kind of stuck by. I've stuck by even them. Even though they've had some terrible games. They've had some bad years. Yeah. I, like they, they kind of recovered with the Assassin's Creed games, but now the new RPG style that they're doing is getting kind of stale. Yeah. It's, it's a little they, too. They just, they're, they're trying to go for more expansive and more immersive, but they're like some, they're losing something along it's the, the way. It's the same problem they had with uh, the other before they revamped it too. Right. It's like they, they ran into that. I, we've just got to crank out games. Doesn't matter if they're good. We well, just got to keep cranking them out. I like to give them the benefit of the doubt too, because like to come out with a game like every year. Oh, it's and a challenge. Have everyone have a compelling story I, that people are really yeah. engrossed in, like Ezio. That's well, a hard every, thing to achieve. Every yearly. game takes at least three years to make, so you have to be so far ahead of your release schedule in yeah. production yeah. and you're coordinating multiple teams across the world. So I get it. And I will give them the benefit of the doubt. It is yeah. not an easy task. No, it's not. But at the same time, like I take those, I'll take those sour games because right. Like if they weren't doing what they were doing, well, I love so the many games that have game made so a much. shift in my life because then there were Ubisoft games and if they weren't pumping them out like that. I might not have gotten it. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. Uh, no, I definitely have a weird special attachment to Ubisoft because I have a weird special attachment to Assassin's Creed. Yeah, me too. Um, and like, and they've had other good games like Watch Dogs and and uh, Watch Dogs has been hit or miss. Um, I ended up buying the latest one, and it's yeah. it's underwhelming. Yeah, it was a cool concept, me. and I was really excited about it. Well, they do uh, the the they, Far the Cry story, games. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, I um, I have yet to play Far Cry Three, which I've been told is like the best one. But I, I really told me that you really enjoyed it. Far Cry Four. Far Cry Four was the one I recently went back and because I started that when it came out and oh, never that finished was Montana, it. Right? Yeah. No, Far Cry Four was the Himalayas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was four. Yeah. What am I thinking? Three. Oh, three was the three was the beach. tropical island. Yeah, that one's probably dated now. Yeah, four is amazing. It was so much fun. So cool. But like looking back, I almost don't want to ever go back and replay Far Cry 5 because a lot of the gameplay is exactly the same as Far Cry 4. That's true. And because of that, I don't know that I want to go in and play Far Cry 6. Yeah. Far Cry 6, I think they might be doing something different. But like you said, of what they did with uh, Far with. but it's, dogs, it's one of those same things. It's, they've got this franchise. They found something that works and they're going to stick with it until it goes stale. 
Yeah. Just keep doing it. Because I, I was a big fan of the Tom Clancy games, too, but all of the Tom Clancy games started doing that. The Ghost Recon, the Rainbow Six, Splinter Cell. Yeah, that's true. I didn't play a lot of those, but... Anyways, do you have another interesting archive? Yes. You keep tapping your phone like you're going to show it to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we had some good conversations, so I'm totally sure. fine with holding off. We always end up back at video games. We we do. That's <laughs> it's almost why it's nice having guests, because we talk about stuff that's actually interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, there's a huge market for video game commentary. Yeah, except you got to be playing video games. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you've got to exist in that space. You can't exist in the comedy space and then just do a video game episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think people would only be interested. At, I'm only interested in someone reviewing games and stuff if they're actually playing it. Just talking about what they played a few years ago is a little different. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's we're, we're not like creating video game content. Mm. We're just talking about shit that we've played. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, so one third of the highest or of the 20 highest grossing movies were released during Christmas season. Proving like, huh? 20 highest grossing movies of all time, not highest grossing Christmas movies. I read that wrong for a second. And then I was like, really? Only one third of the highest grossing Christmas movies were released during <laughs> Christmas. One third of all, all of them, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. That's people got I mean, time off sense. the holidays. You're with your family. Well, I was going to say pre COVID, that was part of our family Christmas tradition was yeah. we would get together and we would watch a movie. Yeah. Go, go to the movies. Yeah. And like, That's, not, I, we, we would like I not have this thing too. where we would forget our mask in the car and have to run back to yeah. get a mask. But yeah, you no, know, I think, I think dumb and dumber too. I think it was, was a Christmas, Christmas time. Yep. We all went together. Yep. Yep. That was one of the, uh, couple of the star Wars movies too. Yeah, you know. that was um, episode seven. I think we all got together as a family yep. and went and saw it at, uh, at IMAX in Pleasanton. Yep. <laughs> that in particular was a big tradition when you guys were in town for the holidays. We'd, all, we'd always go Total see movie, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember we saw Grinch together. Yep. Jim Carrey Grinch way back. God, I always sticks is... in my mind because it was front row. And that was such a mistake. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> but it was so funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> but oh, uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's a tradition in Japan to eat KFC for Christmas. I knew that one. Orders must be placed two months in advance. I knew that one. It's because the, it's all because of a successful marketing campaign from KFC associated themselves with Christmas so well <laughs> that it became tradition <laughs> it in became Japan. A tradition. I love that. It's awesome. Um. <laughs> Jingle Bells was originally a song about Thanksgiving from 1857. It was also the first song, song ever played in space by astronauts Walter Shira Jr. and Thomas P. Stafford. Jingle Bells, huh? It was the first song played in space. Huh. I, I wonder if they mean played live or like if... Are you telling me they didn't let Buzz Aldrin bring a guitar? I mean, his name's Buzz Aldrin. You, you think you, he has you, one. He's got to have at least a country song in his back pocket. Uh, <laughs> Take it away, Buzz. No, but like I almost wonder. Like, going to the moon. I was going to say, is that the first song played live or like recorded or what? But then I started thinking it's how advanced did recorded music technology have to be before you could play music in space? Because like. 
I've got to imagine back when all we had was record players that might not have been a good thing to listen to music on in yeah, space. Yeah, there would have been no weight to the needle. Yeah. That wouldn't have really worked, <laughs> huh? So what about like like eight tracks or cassettes maybe? I would think probably cassettes would work. Yeah. You know, I, I don't CDs, see why it wouldn't. Because CDs kind of shove so in like there. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, they were in space for like a month and a half. And they couldn't bring Nothing music. to do. I hope they were at least allowed to bring like playing cards. But again, you run into the problem of flying all around. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> I'm sure they kept busy on the drive to the set. That's funny. Right on, Stanley Tucci probably has some cool road trip game. Or not Stanley. What's his name? I don't know why Stanley Tucci popped into my head, but um, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick, there you go. That's that's why different Stanley. I said they're like it's it's a brick something. <laughs> All right, so I, I was way off. <laughs> Still started with an S though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, let's do some plugs real quick, Blake. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Rodolfi. Um, you can follow another podcast I do with Mikey Lannon called They Might Be Bronies, uh, where we watch every episode of My Little Pony to determine if we might be bronies. However, it is very inappropriate, and I would not recommend you go listen to it, but you can find it at wherever you find podcasts. Um, let's see. We also do a show called Four to Tango, where Blake, myself, Mikey, and Ellis Rodriguez get together every week to play Zoom games and goof off. And it sounds like you know a, a thing that everyone was doing during covid and just thinking they were cool podcasters or whatever, but we actually come up with very creative original games. Yeah, uh, they keep we keep thinking we're going to run out of ideas and coming up with more new, fascinating <laughs> stuff like this last week with the freaking draft. Yeah, that, that was, was so fun and so creative. I, I mean, I, I think that's going to be the next episode coming out. Uh, okay. So I don't so think it's been released yet. Spoiler, by the time though. this one comes out, no. All right. So we 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 had a, a fantasy draft. draft. Yeah. We had to pick the movies and put them against each other. And Ellis like a came battle. up with his own scoring for oh, it. It was, it was awesome. Brilliant. It was so good. It was so much fun. I might try and get my friends to, to play it yeah. when we're in San Diego together. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. I killed it. But anyways, uh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. You you can follow Family Records on Twitter at Family Records Poe. We're also on Instagram at Family Records Podcast. Uh, please leave us a rating or review. That would be very nice and kind of you. Have you been checking to see if we have new ratings? Because you always say uh, you're going to read them. I have not, but I probably should. so busy lately. Uh, <laughs> we haven't gotten any new reviews in a while, but who knows? Neither of us have checked this well, week. We'll, so. check and then we'll check and we can read them off next time if there are any. Why don't you uh, give us your plugs? Uh, yeah, there's no uh, there's no new ones. Say it. People won't know. All right. We're just ignoring them. But yeah. There's so many new reviews, but we're not going to tell them to you. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic, and uh, I'm going to plug my Instagram for once because Ooh. I've actually been using it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Blake Sweet Comedy. I will be posting show dates up there, uh, clips if I have any good ones. <laughs> um, you can also listen to Fat Tango Presents. It is the scripted comedy anthology podcast that me and Matt and Mikey and Ellis do, along with some of our friends that we've had on this podcast, like Sean Michael McGrory. Um, you can check out our website, fattangoproductions.com. We have a fully functioning merch store now, as well as a link to our discord. Yeah. Uh, go which, join that discord. Yes, please do. Because the bronies are slowly but surely <laughs> taking this over and they are loving it. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it is kind of cool. I've 
the Brony community is more chill than I thought it would be. Yeah, everyone's been very kind. I thought they'd be a little weird, but they they're, they're just people who watch a show. Yeah, I think they're uh, probably weird. But look they, at us. Who are we to yeah, talk? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's why we all gel so well. Uh, and I think I have one last chance to plug this. So if you're in the Bay Area this week, uh, Wednesday, December 15th, I'm at Retro Junkie in Walnut Creek doing stand-up. Nice. Uh, I th- think that's all I got. All right. Uh, you can email us at familyrecords at fattango.com. Uh, if you've got family stories or interesting archives you want to submit, or if you just want to say what's up. Or tell us about a good whiskey. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Just don't recommend anything by few. Or we're going to start a new, uh, if you use the email, we're going to start a new uh, uh, thing that we're going to do here called questions for Mike. So you can submit questions for Mike Rudolphy and we'll make sure that we get an answer to him. I love this idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just text my dad and, and, and respond and put those answers right out here. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. And if he doesn't <laughs> respond, we'll just say whatever we want. So yeah. Yeah, you, you you do your Mike Rudolphy impression. Yeah. It'll work. I do pretty good. Yeah, that'd be pretty. Well, being a Buddhist is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rudolphy. He's been in the studio with us this whole time. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right y'all on that note (laughs) thanks for joining us for another week on family records uh hopefully maybe next week we'll have a guest if not well maybe we'll have someone on here to talk about what we're doing i'm sure someone we can get in here but anyways uh until next week peace Peace. late Late. out this has been a fat tango production